two of the sport's most respected fighters step back into the octagon this weekend to compete for the welterweight title. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes. For this weekend's fight, DraftKings is offering new players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes. Download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week. That's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes only at DraftKings. Minimum $5 deposit. Eligibility restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com for details. From the wildwoods of Vancouver Island, welcome to the Soda Pod. You should join me here alongside the state of Hoppy. And thank you for joining us wherever and whenever you are listening. Joey, he's riding shotgun because it is Wednesday. How's it going, Joey? You know, it's Wednesday. I'm drinking some beer and uh, recording a podcast. I can't ask for too much more on a Wednesday night. Yeah, and it's uh, it's going to be a great podcast, too. We got our first guest joining us uh, right off the bat in the Hoppy Hour. Uh, but before we get to that, Hoppy, how are you today? I'm good, and uh, unlike Joey, I'm selfish, and the one thing I can ask for is just more hockey games because they're all getting postponed or, who knows, at some point maybe canceled. But Yet fans are being let back in the building, but we'll talk about that more (laughs) in the show because I'm sure Joey has a lot to say on that topic too. (laughs) Um, Thanks, everyone, tuning in on Facebook Live. uh, We're live on all the streaming platforms, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch. And again, back on the podcast, episode 127, a show rundown tonight, extended hoppy hour with live guest Jack Ferrara of Center Ice Brewery. We've been waiting for this for a couple weeks now, and I'm so excited to, to feature Jack here on the podcast. All right, ladies and gentlemen, we also have some hockey talk in Minnesota Wild uh, in our last segment, you know. We got to talk Miko Koivu. We got to talk about this COVID, this this COVID break that really just sucks. And again, we got a lot to get in regards to that. And uh, Joey, we got a Judge Joey segment here today. Only if you got time for me. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. So great jam-packed show, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, before we bring in our first guest, I just want to give a quick shout out to our sponsor, uh, DraftKings.com. Uh, two of the sport's most respected fighters, ladies and gentlemen, step back into the octagon this weekend to compete for the welterweight title. DraftKings, the official daily fantasy partner of the UFC, is giving you a shot at huge cash prizes for this weekend's fight DraftKings is offering new players a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes download the DraftKings app now and use promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in total prizes throughout the week that's promo code THPN to get a shot at millions of dollars in prizes only at DraftKings minimum five dollar deposit eligibility restrictions apply see DraftKings.com for details on the other side center ice jack on the Hoppy Hour. First, I'd like to propose a toast to UMD goaltender Alex Stalak. To Stalak! To Stalak! I love that stuff. Been drinking it for years. You know, I, I heard they recently decided to add more hops to it. Well, you're all hopped out. Joining us live from St. Louis, Missouri, we've got assistant brewer and in-house hockey guru at Centerize Brewery, Jack Ferrara. Jack, how are you doing tonight? doing good guys i'm uh proud of both of you for getting the last name right that doesn't happen 
it, it never happens with me. So thank you, thank you. It only took him four or five episodes to get my name right. <laughs> That's a tough one, man. That's not fair. <laughs> I have to say, uh, Jack, you have the best background of any of our guests, both in the <laughs> hockey world and the and the beer world. So cheers, my friend. Oh, incredible. Yeah. So a little backstory behind this: the wood behind me and our bar top and some of our tables out in the tasting room are wood from the old arena uh, that the Blues used to play in, the original arena they had. So the beer I'm drinking is actually our old arena lager. Just a, it's kind of a traditional German lager. Okay, well, well, let's let's dive into that a little bit more. Um, we usually, when we start off this segment, I'll introduce what we're drinking on the podcast and the hoppy hour. Um, yeah, tell us tell us a little bit more about that German style lager. So, the recipe was the owner's original, and he had been home brewing in his basement for years. I think since twenty ten or so. And the story goes, his wife he was a banker, and his wife finally. Said like, all right, you have one year to get a brick and mortar brewery up. So he quit his job. He got funding. He got capital. He got investors. He got this building as we know it now. He renovated it. We got the brew house uh, separated from the tap room, which is good uh, for, you know, gestures vaguely at the world. Um, so yeah, it's a it's an awesome spot. And like I've known him since I was little, so I helped paint the place before we opened and before I started That's brewing. Awesome. So Dang. it's been awesome working here. Joey, what do you got on tap? Uh, today I've got the Dreamcatcher IPA from Grand Teton Brewing out here in Wyoming. Um, it is an American style IPA with uh, don't worry, Scott. It's got hints of tropical and, and citrus, so it's not just your your typical bitter IPA that that I usually go for. So it's got a a good balance of the the bitter style of the IPA and the new traditional hazy that everybody's goes going for. So yeah, it's a uh, it's a great beer and super easy drinking. That's awesome. Um, you know, I'm I also have an ode to hoppy here. I have a salted chocolate porter from Steamworks Brewing in Vancouver, BC. Now, telling hoppy, the can art for Steamworks is nothing like crazy, but it's always consistent. So, like, I just got a glance of it at the liquor store, and right away, before even before even looking at the title, I was like, oh, this must be a this must be a Steamworks brew. And hoppy's got me on the stouts train. Let, let, let me tell you, stouts and porter train. Let me tell you. Um, now I just have a craving for whenever it's cold outside, like. I don't want anything else. And usually I'm like a usual, I don't know. I, I like my loggers year round. Um, maybe some, throw some pilsers in there too, you know, save the IPAs for the summer. But now I'm all about uh, the, the porters. Thanks to Hoppy. Very nice. Um, I have uh, a couple from what I think is Isha's favorite from down here. And it's not even in Minnesota, but we got Drecker Brewing Company. Um, here's the can art for you, Isha. Thank you. Thank you. And the oh, viewers, they love it. it. The, the viewers love it. It, they don't dislike it. I just know you care more <laughs> about the can art than you do about the beer. And uh, um, not necessarily. And while I appreciate Joey's slander that I'll only have super tropical beers, um, this one's actually for Drecker because I know you've had several, Joey, that I've brought to you. Um, it, it's pretty mellow in comparison. Like it's still got the same bright tropical type of notes, but it really is pretty mellow and doesn't come at you too hard. So pretty good one. Cheers, boys. Cheers, okay. everybody. Now, I got to ask, Jack, uh, because 
anyone watching the last couple episodes will be surprised that I'm actually drinking out of a glass. It's actually because I've only ever had Drucker from a glass and I want to compare it to the other beers I've had. But uh, have you ever had an IPA out of a bowl before? No. And I was actually re-watching one of your older episodes where you guys were talking to two brewers about drinking out of a bowl. I, was, I almost brought it up to our president like, hey, can we get bowls? <laughs> That's amazing. Hey, if you if you do, you got to give Hoppy credit, and you got to name it Matthew Boldy. Oh, <laughs> hey now. <laughs> we'll do a little soda pod and center ice collaboration there. I can feel it already. Not not upset about that. Um, yeah. So you haven't tested it out though. Then I mean, you're interested enough just by the explanation that you already went to the team and said we need to do this, but you haven't even tried it out yourself. No, and I didn't. I didn't actually. I I said I almost went to our president. <laughs> the idea. I will probably do that tomorrow, though, just to, just to see what happens. Fair enough. Fair enough. I promise it won't hurt too bad. I'm not right. going to lie. I, you know, got off my headphones, went into my kitchen, grabbed the biggest bowl I could find, and I have to say, it's it's incredible <laughs> drinking a, a beer out of a bowl. It's a shame <laughs> out of a bowl here. I don't think about it. <laughs> oh man all right let's let's dive into it obviously center ice uh such a cool origin story you know mixing the love of brewing uh beer craft beer and the love of hockey before we get into everything that center ice is now jack tell us you know how this became a reality from like you said uh, the founder brewing you know thousands of gallons of beer in his basement to what center ice is today which is so much more than just a traditional craft brewery that's a you're teeing me up big here, and I don't know if I'm going to... It's a banger out of the gate. Up. That's how we do it. <laughs> uh, yeah, so the tragic thing is... Uh, yeah, so we opened in 2017 in July. So we had the whole summer of riding the hype of, hey, we're a new brewery, and then hockey season came, and people were just, like, packing the place to watch games. The bad part is... The Blues didn't make the playoffs that year, which really hurt sales. Right. Uh, so then we had to coast through basically the spring and summer and off season of kind of struggling with that. And that was 2018 then. Uh, 18, I can't remember if they made the playoffs in eight. No, I'm getting all mixed up here. I know we lost to Colorado in like the last game of the season one year. And I think that was 2018 because then that off season, we went and got O'Reilly. I think I could be getting this entirely wrong. Joey can comment on that. Joey knows that very well. No no comment on the O'Reilly signing. Joey's a Buffalo Uh, Sabres fan. So it's still a little, little sore. Oh yeah. It'll never not be sore. (laughs) Hey, man, you still got Tage Thompson, though. He was one of my favorite. Oh, yeah, he's, he's, coming a, up. he's a budding superstar. <laughs> yeah. Play, playing with Eichel and still can't get points. <laughs> right. Yeah, we sent we sent uh, Tage Thompson, Vladimir Sapoko, who's another fan favorite, kind of. <laughs> um, oh, God. And Kyle, uh, not Brodziak, Berglund, Patrick Berglund. Oh, Patrick Berglund, yeah. The story with Berglund is tragic. We, we're going to move into hockey just past beer because <laughs> we're here now. Uh, with Berglund, his contract was a modified no trade clause. So we, he had his, he was supposed to have his agent send in a like 10 team no trade list. His agent didn't send it in in time. 
So the Blues sent him to Buffalo, which would have been on that no trade list. So he and his entire camp were just pissed at this agent. So they fired him and Patrick was like, he showed up in Buffalo for like, what, a month, Joey? Yeah, he didn't do much. <laughs> and, and then dipped back yeah. to Sweden, which gone. I don't blame him for. Yeah. But yeah, because he was just miserable. So yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was a time. Another so that was one fleecing that uh, Armstrong had. Another one that Army did the year before was trade Yori Laterra to Philly for Braden Shen, oh, who was man. who was scheduled to have everyone was scheduling him to have like a down year, and then he was our all star <laughs> that season. And meanwhile, that season Laterra got indicted in Finland. I think he's from Finland. Um, I could be wrong on that too, on like cocaine charges. So oh, he was yes, I remember that actually. <laughs> now, <laughs> Minnesota Wild fans, listen up. It's that easy, that easy to get your top two centers. That's all it takes. Right. Yeah. Just have a good GM that fleeces and doesn't sign two guys to the same $98 million a year contract, a year <laughs> total contract with yes, no man. trade clauses. <laughs> Here's to Parise and Suter. Yes, yes. Here, here. <laughs> well, to wrangle it back to beer, then I'm just curious too, from a proximity perspective. I've got some friends down in like the greater St. Louis area. So, like, where are you in proximity to the rink and everything downtown? So, <laughs> to put it easily, and I'm sure a bunch of other cities are like this, St. Louis is, uh, and I'm going to write this backwards just because, you know, so. St. Louis rests on the border of Missouri along the Mississippi River. And the city is right up next to the river. And then the surrounding arc of it is St. Louis County. And then past that is whatever other counties outside. So like St. Charles or whatever. But so it's St. Louis city and county is basically St. Louis. So if you meet anywhere, anyone from the greater St. Louis area, they'd say, oh, I'm from St. Louis. Because they're not going to say, oh, I'm from Kirkwood or Webster, Gro like other individual boroughs here so uh i'm from to st louis and my girlfriend actually lives in south city st louis which is just within city lines so from the rink we're not too bad like we're 20 minutes away Easy. okay and i mean to be fair to your credit i mean that's you know it is what it is that people want to claim that as st louis but your you know next door rivals there the Blackhawks. I'm pretty sure you can go anywhere in the state, and they'll tell you they're from Chicago. So, like yeah. even even like five hours south, people are out in the farm. And they're like, oh yeah, I'm from Chicago. <laughs> yeah, that's because like what else does Illinois? They have the black. They have Chicago, and that's pretty much it. And Missouri's the same way. I'm not. I'm not sure. Like Missouri has St. Louis. I think our second biggest city. Well, it's like St. Louis and then Kansas City on the opposite half, side of the half state. Half of Kansas City. Right, exactly. Which, yeah, <laughs> it's half on and a half into Kansas City. But <laughs> what is in Missouri half of Kansas City or just outside of Kansas City is the Chiefs, Sporting KC, and the Royals. All three stadiums are in the same lot. With like, It's one of those like massive just parking lots that would be a nightmare. I've never been to a game, but I kind of want to go where that parking does not excite me. No. Well, no, and the, the Florida Panthers new team 
is not going to be in Florida. It's going to be probably be in Kansas City, right? So yeah. we'll the Kansas. Yeah. Get away from me there, Isha. I was just going to ask him since we're already off the rails and just talking yeah. about hockey now. <laughs> like, do you think that a team would be supported enough in Kansas City to survive on top of a St. Louis team, obviously still existing? So they at the NHL actually tried in Kansas City. They went from, pardon me, they went from uh, Colorado with the Colorado Rockies who I like to joke, switched to baseball. They switched from hockey to baseball and became a baseball team, which is not true. Uh, they went from Colorado to Kansas City, kept the same jersey design with colorways and everything, this horrible blue, red, and yellow, changed up their front logo, <laughs> and then had a year in Colorado, had a year in KC as the Kansas City scouts, and then moved to New Jersey and promptly had Martin Brodeur shortly after. So they tried and didn't really work in Kansas City. I know there's a got an uh, ECHL team there, the Mavericks or something. Sure. Now, hey, Broder did end up coming back to St. Louis, so kind of full circle there, right? <laughs> Very saying, coming, saying coming back to is strong when talking about <laughs> Marty Broder coming to St. Louis. He got a front office job here, and I don't know if it was kind of like a Michael Jordan deal of like, yeah, you can get a front office job, but you're going to come play for us for a little bit. I think, like, actually, Jordan Bennington during All Star Weekend had a uh, interview with the Spit and Chicklets boys, and he tells a story of he was supposed to get called up and play here, but then Rodor was like, "No, nah, kid, I got it. You're going to go support the like the ECHL," and he goes, "Marty, I'm not fucking going." <laughs> <laughs> So he went to the Providence Bruins and won, I think the Calder there, or no, yeah, the Calder, the AHL trophy. Um, and the Bruins almost got him, but he stayed with our organization, thankfully. And I know they brought that story up in the NBCSN broadcast during the cup run against Boston. So that was funny. But yeah, so Rodor came in. I don't know if, it, I don't want to say it was out of ego because like, guy's a legend anyway he didn't need to play here um but i don't know why he did i don't know if we'll ever know why he did <laughs> it's still funny man all right let, let's wrangle this back into beer then real quick can you uh, explain to us the meaning behind the beer name lip lettuce <laughs> so uh during the blues cup run i had the playoff beard as one does um and it got to the point like i can grow a beard i started this in like freshman year is when i started growing facial hair like nobody's business so it grows pretty fast it got to the point where on either side of the mustache just started curling up and it's starting to do that again so i was talking with steve albers the owner of sunrise and i proposed that like i think it was actually his his idea of saying if the blues win i'll rock a handlebar mustache i said that guy so we won i shaved the beard waxed it <laughs> sent him a photo and said where you at bud <laughs> he did not he like cannot grow facial hair started throwing another bus feed but you can't grow, and he knows uh, it so i rocked that for uh up until everything shut down in march actually so almost a year with it and it was fun but uh so I got that and that in 
when did we win? Like June? Yeah, June. So from June to September, my birthday's in September. So I was 20 years old when we won. I'm 22 now. So my 21st birthday, I got invited here to brew with their former brewers, Matt and Bill. And so it was Steve, me, Matt and Bill brewing a recipe that Bill helped me write because he wanted me to design this whole beer. So I was like, I like IPAs and I like maple syrup. I want like a maple syrup beer. You're so basically Canadian. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so <laughs> I made a, he helped me cr- like create this West coast style IPA with maple syrup. And so the surprise that got ruined by his bartenders that historically ruined surprises for me specifically uh, was they got it canned without me knowing because <laughs> my buddy Kyle was like, Hey man, did you see the cans? I'm like, no, but I don't think I was supposed to. And he just goes, Oh shit. Uh, <laughs> That's hilarious. Honestly, Jack, I, I was uh, just, you know, doing some research as I do before bringing any guest on. And I saw that there was like a post about that whole that whole situation on Twitter from like uh, a little while back. So that's hilarious that you brought that up. Yeah. So that's the story behind lip lettuce. Um, yeah. I can get into the design of the kid if you want me to. I think I still have a photo on my phone Ooh. here. You want to bring that up and spend five minutes trying to find that? <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Um, I mean, if it's oh, handy. Oh, there you go. Oh, oh yes, Love like it. I said, that's the most that that is the most Canadian thing I've ever seen, and I am literally <laughs> in Canada, Jack. Yep, unbelievable, unbelievable. So I also got a photo of the mustache somewhere, probably. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i love it i love it um just quick shout out to everyone tuning in on the live stream facebook youtube twitter and twitch i see shane's commenting uh, on twitter he says hey guys how's it going shane um and again everyone listening back into the podcast episode 127 of the soda pod while you continue to look for the mustache jack i'll throw another i'll throw another 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 i'll throw another question at you um go for it you know, I know the brewery is like an old barn style, ho- like hockey based uh, establishment. You even said there, like you have the the original wood from the old barn, you know, right behind you. Um, but let's be honest, it, it must be like a St. Louis blues joint at the end of the day. Obviously big, you know, St. Louis loyal customers. But have you been able to make hockey fans out of just, you know, craft beer drinking customers? So because we're branded as the hockey brewery in St. Louis, We'll occasionally get people just looking for craft breweries, um, which is great. And then they try our stuff and they like it and they buy a four pack or something. Um, A lot of the time, our regulars are our regulars because they're hockey fans. Right. So we're kind of pinholed into this category, but we're starting to get more creative with our beers. Like uh, all the taps over here, are different because that's our line change series where we have a small batch system, basically a homebrew system, a 10 gallon, uh, I'm gonna say system again. But so we basically can just play around with whatever beer styles we wanna do. We can do like, I brewed an Irish red on Monday for St. Patrick's Day. I brewed American wheat yesterday. Uh, I made a robust porter, a rye stout, of Vienna lager. We made a, 
one of my favorites we made was a blueberry Roggen beer, a rye beer. That was a German rye beer. That was delicious. Wow. That so, good. Yeah. Now, Jack, I got to ask then. So you decided that you were pigeonholed into being the hockey brewery and you're like, let's differentiate. We're going to put hockey sticks on the tap handle and call it line change. We're going to see if that gets us a different crowd. <laughs> kind of. <laughs> <laughs> if you're going to call us out like that, man, then. <laughs> hey, get get used to it. You're the not wrong. Here. Um, oh, yeah. So yeah, Jenny, you're not wrong. Jack, you've mentioned a couple of times now that the wood behind you is from the old barn. How did you guys get your hands on that? That one is Steve's work. He contacted a guy that had it in, God, I don't know. It's like somewhere in kind of rural Missouri. Um, he just had all this wood lying around on his property from the old barn. I don't know how the guy got it in the first place, but he had all this wood. So <laughs> So he was like, all right, I'll buy it off you. So he had it like shipped down here and made into tables and the bar top. And I'll try and get a shot of it. I'm going to have to crudely pick up my laptop here. So all of it, if I can get that wow. frame, is stamped. So all of our tables in the tap room, we have uh, door stops with it. And Man, that, yeah, that's incredible. That's, that's so cool. That Yeah, I didn't realize. That's, that's the, awesome. The tables too. That's unbelievable. Yeah. Oh, that's so awesome. Um, Jack, you mentioned like you, I mean, you're, you're so creative at, you know, such a young age too. the experience that you have in this industry is, is unbelievable and you must be pretty hands-on, you know, with all these creations of beers. Do you actually help skin the 120 pounds of orange zest? Um, you know, and, and I have to say, I love how organic everything sounds with many of the ingredients in the process and all. So slight correction. If it was 124 pounds or 128 pounds of oranges that I had to zest, I'd quit. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's 64 pounds total, 32 over the two days. Ah, there you go. So there you go. Hey, I was still, actually, I'm, I'm equally as impressed as when I read it on the website. Okay. <laughs> that, so, that is the math that he should did in his head though, to be clear. <laughs> yeah. So uh, we're actually brewing that beer tomorrow again, because we need another batch of it. So it's our beauty IPA. And we do, I do, hand zest 32 pounds of oranges a day. And I have a specific pair of gloves now, just like my old work gloves that have been taped up <laughs> from zesting. Because the amount of times I've zested my thumbnail or finger or something. <laughs> it's just that, all right, screw it, I'm getting gloves. So, so how many oranges is that? Convert it for us. Uh, we buy, I, I suck at that. Which is why I have my calculator. Oh, look at that. <laughs> shout out to all the math. Yeah, shout out to all the math teachers who say, oh, you you don't need a calculator for the test. You don't get a calculator. I'm going to have a calculator on hand. Look, in the real world uh, of business, you have a calculator. Right. So I was right in my head. So we have four bags of eight pound, basically eight pound orange bags, and we get four of them and zest all those oranges. So combined, it's 32 pounds of actual oranges that we just zest so i get like i know we took time to weigh out the zest i can't remember for the life of me what it, the zest actually was because it kind of varies batch to batch because if you get if you zest real light you get the outer sweet part of the peel and if you go deeper than that you get the pith which is the kind of tart almost sour bit so 
each batch it doesn't make a huge difference batch to batch but like flavor wise it will vary between you can order pre-zested pre-zest and it'll be sweet zest which is going to be more expensive because it's harder to get or just with pith which is tart so it's a whole thing dude zest is a whole industry holy shit oh yeah (laughs) zest zest and purees brother (laughs) jack that kind of leads me into the my next question and you i mean you mentioned your your line change uh line but what is the hardest style of beer that you guys brew that's an interesting question takes a drink because like the the orange jazz that so much so much goes into that I'm, i'm talking like prep brew day everything like what what's the hardest one so all right so i'm gonna answer this in two different parts first part is going to be adjunct beers and second part is going to be specific style two different things so we are i'm gonna do them in reverse order so we're gonna do the hardest style at least the most challenging thing to start with so we are starting up a uh, program and we needed, we're starting a barrel age program and we need to get high, high, high gravity beers. So high amounts of sugar in them. So to do that, we had to test on the small batch how to do what's called, I'm going to get this word wrong because I always do, irritative mash. It's something, It's that's a close word to it. Basically, so when you mash it and you use hot water on the milled grain to convert the starches into sugars. So we collect those runnings from the first mash and we mash a second time with basically the same grain bill and use that wort, the sugar water, as the strike water. Mm. So we're mashing with wort to almost double the amount of sugar we can get out of that wort. So the final product we got, we had to do this over three days. So we did six mashes total, two each day, to fill up one per minute. And we have a 17 barrel system. So we collect like about 16 barrels, just because we don't want to max out our fermenters, obviously. So um, <laughs> we, where was I going with this? Uh, with the six mashes over three <laughs> over three days, it was wild. And how familiar are you guys with uh, specific gravity measurements? I mean, Hoppy's the expert. He familiar in enough. His <laughs> okay, so our kind of so on the first day, our gravity was one point one one six. Second day was one point one one. No, sorry. 1.116, basically 11.16 is the second day. First day was 11.15. Third day was 11.18, which is a lot of sugar. So that's fermenting now, and it's probably done in primary soon this week. So that is going to go into a barrel for about a year, and that's just a big imperial stout. Yes. That was probably the most difficult style to brew, just because we hadn't done a two- we had brewed with two mashes before in a day. So that was a whole, that was a lot of arm work out getting the grain out. Uh, the hardest beer for adjunct wise, we did a beer called Stick Around toward the beginning of 
the quarantine when our tap room was closed, but we were still brewing. In stick around, I'm gonna go try and find the can while I talk. So in stick around, it was a IPA brewed with, here it is. I got the can artwork. Oh, that's awesome. So you got juniper berries, lime, uh, hibiscus leaves, honey. That way. So, uh, yeah, India Palo brewed with honey, hibiscus, and lime zest and juniper berries. It started life as a gin and tonic inspired IPA. So this one we had the zest oranges, get juniper berries, get honey, and get hibiscus leaves all in the same. Pardon me bucket aside from the honey the problem was steve the owner wanted to get it on video so he had me dump in the entire bucket of honey rather than just half like we were supposed to so we'd hit our right gravity so the second day we had to use like three to four more bags of base grain just to get our gravity up to where it needed to be for the second day because we used all this sugar basically and honey on the first boil <laughs> I'm not bitter about it. <laughs> no, no pun intended with the juniper berries. So kind of, kind of shifting away from beer talk a little bit. Could you walk us through the ideal strategy and etiquette in the game of bubble hockey? So my strategy is uh, I'm almost the only one that can talk while he plays. <laughs> So I'll just start some like stupid conversation like, hey man, did you see this thing of like and Nick, our media guy, we call him camera boy. We love Nick. Um it's okay, Nick, we call our producer pigeons, so there you go. Um Nick would be like, shut the fuck up, Jack. <laughs> Especially if Jim, our head brewer, is playing Nick, and I'm just like sitting there watching like Hey, Nick, did you see the Chicago loss last night? Because <laughs> he's from Decatur, Illinois, which is – he doesn't call it Chicago, to be fair, <laughs> to put him out of that Illinois thing we talked about earlier. <laughs> but he's still a Blackhawks fan. <laughs> so so that, he goes, Yeah, right. Um, I like to remember from time to time. It's funny because <laughs> his team sucks. Uh, but, like, I'll just start talking during play and – I'll just throw people off because I can still play and control puck and they can't. <laughs> the other thing is uh, you got to control possession just like in hockey. Uh, the one thing to praise Nick a little bit, everyone was better at him than him at bubble hockey when we started. So the first thing he learned how, was forced to learn how to do was play goal. He's kind of forgotten how. But uh, his defense is getting a lot better. So you got to know the lanes and you got to know how to block them. And you got to know where the sticks overlap where you can throw off guys and throw off a puck. I love it. You guys probably have some uh, heated interbrewery matchups and rivalries going on. So that's <laughs> awesome. So during quarantine, when our taproom was closed, we have a uh, chalkboard in the brew house that we – we had a season for bubble hockey. Oh, I love Including, that. we we found, uh, you guys know the WWE Tag Team Champion belt? Oh, yeah. Yep. We found two of those. So 
<laughs> we taped over one that said bubble hockey champion and we taped over the other that said darts champion and put up a dartboard in the tap room for only us to play. So we had two seasons and I won the first season. So I was bubble hockey champion. And then Steve won the second one. Pardon me. So yeah, we had, we, it got heated. Now I got to ask then off that steel tip or plastic darts. Oh, uh, steel tip. Okay. That I put Good. so we... many holes in that door, man. Because <laughs> <laughs> like I said, I'm 22. I never played darts before. <laughs> I was not good when we started. Oh man. I was I was bubble hockey champion. I could not throw a dart. Yeah, not really uh comparable skills, so I guess that makes sense. Um last two questions here and then we'll dive full in on hockey. Um uh, first one, can you just quick rank for me the following music genres? So we've got country music, <laughs> Italian okay. rap, Russian rap, and French rap. What order would you put those four in? Nick told me you're doing your research for this. Uh, oh yeah, <laughs> we we do all research here on the Silver Plug, buddy. <laughs> yeah, he came up and asked me like, "Hey, what what kind of rap do you listen to?" I'm like, well, uh, so in terms of power ranking, music is weird, and I say the same thing about beer. Or I will say the same thing about beer, where. I'm not really gonna bash on one too hard. Um, I don't prefer country music. I know people do, and that's fine. I don't prefer sours. I know people do, that's fine. Um, so with music like beer, I know what makes a song or any given style good, and I can appreciate it, but I won't probably finish a pint. So what I'd listen to first is probably Italian rap, then Russian rap, then French rap, then country music. And I don't know if there was a fifth. Nope. That was, that was the four. And I, I got to be honest, I positioned it that way because I too hate country music. And I hold knew on, you'd put on. that last. Where does K-pop <laughs> fall into the category? Below country music. Ooh. Oh. Ooh. Isha, God Got damn it. it. No. Country is supposed to be last. <laughs> um, I too, I too am a known, uh, I wouldn't say hater, but not fan of sours so you and i are gonna be great friends jack i gotta fix this real quick boys <laughs> you know All what? right so so what are you having now i don't i was gonna throw this to you guys i have a lemongrass kolsch that we brewed and just put on this mm. week uh that gets released to the public uh tomorrow actually um so it's either gonna be i'm gonna throw this to you guys so lemongrass kolsch Col jesus i can't talk Polish. <laughs> there it is. Uh, we have a coffee stout called Puck of the Irish. Mm. With, yeah, you uh, shouldn't have added that one in. <laughs> <laughs> I don't don't read one. the other options. Don't read the other options unless it has yeah. peanut butter. All right, <laughs> we don't brew with peanut butter here. So, well, mm. yes, yes, that, um, that. that's a good Puck answer. Of Irish. <laughs> Puck of the Irish is brewed with uh, coffee grounds from a local roastery called Switch Coffee. And the guy, so we dry hopped it with uh, chocolate and coffee. The guy from Switch Coffee brings the grounds in. It's three pounds or so of this Colombian roast that he roasted and like crowned up that morning. And he brought them into us at like noon. Damn. 
Nice. Yeah, I got the I had the honor of opening that box and boys, let me tell you. If you're a fan of coffee, that oh. was the best day of your life. Oh, I, I honestly I am hopelessly addicted, but love everything about coffee. So I'm oh, I'm salivating just uh just at the thought of that right now. And and see, I'm not a big coffee guy per se, but I like coffee beers a lot. Like I like the flavor of coffee. I just don't like plain brewed coffee. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, hobby, I'm, I'm the exact same way where I, I will never drink a cup of coffee. I mean, even if I need caffeine, I'd rather go with something else, but I'm yeah, like I'd Michael, I'm like Michael Russo. It doesn't matter if it's gas station or fucking Starbucks. Get it in me. But if, if there's a stout <laughs> or anything brewed with coffee, I'm going for it. I think that the beer or something in the beer, it it kicks away the the bitter taste of the coffee and it tastes so good in beer. Oh, it's a good mix. It's a good mix. And uh, well, I guess actually, before we get right into to hockey talk, there's only one more question about beer, eh, Hoppy? Yeah, and I just got to ask, and obviously we want to get your, uh, you know, comments on that beer in particular here in a second when you swig it. But um, you know, being that it sounds like in roughly a year, I'm going to be getting a formal invitation to come down and try that barrel aged imperial. When I come down, <laughs> what would you say are the other like top one or two breweries that I need to hit up in the St. Louis area? Because I'll, I'll be honest, the only one I really have for a reference, uh, I've been to Second Shift and I really liked them. So g- give me, you know, one, two, three, whatever you think are the, the top places that need to be hit if someone's coming down to see a hockey game. All right. So it's not going to be three. It's not going to be four. I might have a laundry list, so I hope you have a pen and paper ready. <laughs> Boy, I, better yet, um, we've got a recording. <laughs> so St. Louis craft breweries are awesome. Like every like there's a Facebook group where guys will just throw out like, hey, I need this, who has it? Hey, I need like whole thing. So there's no like, yeah, we're competitors in the same industry, but like we want to help each other out. Same so, way up here, man. Yeah. So, and I just love to see that. So, number one is probably the biggest craft brewery in St. Louis, not including AB, obviously, because uh, they're not craft. But, pardon me, um, Schlafly. I kind of figured. Yeah. Schlafly, they were awesome. They had new owners that made it shit the beers went way down in quality the schlafly family bought it back beers went right back up like it's awesome this stuff is so good you know what there's a there's a restaurant slash little little pub where where i actually went to college in victoria uh, british columbia and i remember it being just like the best little joint until the new owners came in New owners being a Leafs fan took all the Canucks colors out of the place, started putting Leafs flags on Vancouver Island, British Columbia on this place. And the French fries went from the best garlic fries in the world to absolute piss. So I can empathize. I also just want to take any jab I can at the Leafs. I do. So funny story. Quick. I swear. Quick. Then we'll get back to the St. Louis crap Um, my family has a cottage in Inverhuron, Ontario, and I've been going up there all my life. So I've that's like where my love of Canada has come from, basically. Uh, so I was indoctrinated as a Leafs fan 
I have since converted more to a Habs fan because, like, especially this offseason, the Leafs made a lot of moves. They made a lot of moves to improve their team because they needed to fix a lot of holes. Strictly, they needed sandpaper. They needed to be hard to play against, not just offensively because they didn't have anything on the back end. Uh, I like what Montreal did a lot more. Tyler Toffoli is a monster. Sorry. <laughs> but uh, I hate that. I hate that guy. <laughs> yeah. Hey, man. <laughs> God, who's you? Uh, Benning? Jim Benning? Yeah, Jimbo. Yeah. <laughs> He's great. That could, Jimbo yeah. lasted longer than 1040 did. <laughs> oh, don't fucking do that, Joey. <laughs> No, like it's not even funny. Like we have a guest on right now. Come on. <laughs> oh. Uh. Yeah. So I'm a basically I'm a bigger Habs fan than a Leafs fan I mean, now. I mean, if we're like, really looking for Isha to cry on this episode, Joey, after that comment. I would take the Northwest Passage to find the hand of Franklin reaching for the Beaufort Sea. The other clip's gone, Hoppy. Sorry. No one will make it again. It's okay. That was great. All right, let's get back to St. Louis Craft Beer. Uh, so number one, Schlafly. By the way, I'm just going to go down the list. These are not yeah. like rankings or anything. All good. One, Schlafly. Um, God, uh, if you like... Uh, so we <laughs> there's a brewery literally down the street from... Well, two breweries like within walking distance of here that Jim and I would frequent on brew days. Once we got our boil started and we didn't have an hop edition or nothing. So well spent. They had a, they had one beer. I forget which one exactly that was like, it was ranked in the top 100 beers in the country. So that's huge. And they do amazing work on like fruited beers and barrel aged fruited, like awesome stuff. Awesome stuff. We love those guys. Um, the other one within walking distance is Urban Chestnut, which they have. So they have, they're massive. They're, they're growing massive. Um, so they have two locations, both uh, within St. Louis City. The one near us is their smaller of the two uh, in what's called Midtown, where we're located. So, excuse me. Um, that one, like Urban Chestnut has a lot of really good, almost traditional German beers, I'd say. So they have a lot, one they're really good at, or one they're really known for, one of their flagships is Zwickel. It's a Bavarian lager. They have Snickelfritz, which is a uh, German wheat beer. I forget the exact style of it. It's a German wheat beer. Um, and they have a few others that are awesome. Um, but yeah, so Schlafly, well spent, Urban Chestnut, second shift, like you said, awesome stuff. Um, God, what else? Of course, now I'm drawing a blank because I'm on the spot. Thanks, guys. <laughs> I'll remember more later. <laughs> hey, you send us oh, more later. We'll give the hey, list out on our them, uh, social send media. Send them all. Send them all. It's okay. Yeah. There is no list too long. I'll get to them eventually. Um, well, let's transition that then, Jack, into, you know, again, your expertise. Uh, actually, 
you know, your friends told me that you are the guru of hockey at center ice brewing. So um, just dive in quick, high level, wherever you want to go with it on St. Louis blues, 2021. What's your thoughts? My thoughts are we have to, thanks to Colorado and the wild who we were supposed to play the past two weeks. Uh, we have to play the Arizona coyotes. Like it feels like 20 straight times. Playoff which, series, baby. Which sucks because the Blues, and I've said this before in previous years, and it still holds true, cannot play against Arizona for whatever reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I don't like. I don't get it. <laughs> but the funny thing is, I watched Arizona play in the bubble this past postseason, and like with Taylor Hall and Kessel and Keller and whoever the hell else they had. That's it. Why did Dvorak? They didn't really look like to me. They didn't look like they had a lot of chemistry. They didn't look like they didn't have a lot of team play going. Like it was miscommunication and just misplay. And like it was a, it was just weird to watch. And I didn't get it. And like I saw the Blues' previous game against them the other day. I forget exactly when because I want to block it from my memory, because we lost um, <laughs> we lost in the shootout because Clayton Keller, of course, it's Clayton Keller, uh, semi-local boy, uh, scored with like 0.2 seconds left <laughs> to send it to overtime. Dang. Uh, and then they won in the shootout. But, like, it's... <laughs> I don't know why the Blues just can't play against Arizona. I don't, it's one of those weird things, man. It's hey, one look, of those weird things. The Canucks can't play against Montreal, man, so I understand. <laughs> they can't play against a Foley. No. Yeah, so gonna, you beat me by two seconds. <laughs> <laughs> you beat me by two seconds. <laughs> All right, so on that, then, you know, for the Wild listeners, we want to know, because you haven't had to yet, just what are your concerns looking forward next, you know, four or five years playing against Kaprizov in the same division? Why? Because he's the only kid that's going to still be on that team in four or five years. So that, and he's currently the only one that matters. Continue. <laughs> I, I wanted to hear it from you. Um, <laughs> uh, that kid looks good. That kid looks real good. Him and I was about. Uh, I was going to say Stutzla in Ottawa, but I'm not really sure about him yet. He'll, he'll, I mean, he, he's doing okay. I mean, Ottawa. He's doing all right. Ottawa's he's, a terrifier. I looked yeah. yesterday. I looked yesterday, and Kachuk's leading the the team with eight points, and Stuth yeah. is like two under with six. So you can't blame the kid. Yeah. No. No. You, I'm not blaming any of those players. I'm not like I'm blaming their owner. And Matt but, Murray. Yep. Maybe Matt Murray can start Dude, walking. Murray's looked fine the show. last couple of games. Fuck off. I, I just say it because Poppy's a Pittsburgh guy. Like the Murray defense. <laughs> Hey, for a while I didn't have one, but the last couple he was fine. He'll be okay. okay. He'll be okay. Um, the, la the last blues thing we have to get your comments on, I guess. First, how shocked are you with the performance of Justin Falk, and then how hard is it to look across the division and see how well Petrangelo's play? Interesting of you to say that, since. The last time the Blues played Vegas, Jordan Cairo, probably our best prospect, like stole the puck from him in our zone and ran all the way down the ice with 
Petrangelo taped to his back and scored. Hey, everyone makes mistakes. Uh, that no 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 that move. My girlfriend and I talked about this. Like Petrangelo does that like a handful of times each year, which is why he's never been in my as far as I've heard consideration for the Norse. So this off season, hearing all these pundits, these sports pundits go, "Oh yeah, he's the best." defenseman on the market and then like after he got signed everyone's saying oh he's like fantasy rating rankings for norris trophy trenda was high up there i'm looking at it like what <laughs> you guys do not watch the st louis blues hard enough because you don't know anything about petro oh my god roman yossi former central division rival in nashville is a far better defenseman than petro I'd say that if Petro was still our captain. Agreed. Yeah. So, does it hurt? Yes. Am I over it? Yes. Um, we have artwork across the bar here. Oh, yes. Of, I got to bring my laptop over because that's just horrible. <laughs> I can't really tell that's good. Oh, oh nice. We, we can tell who that is. That's awesome. Oh, yes. man. So we have an artist do uh, different pieces. So, like, full tour. Here we go. <laughs> yeah. Big blue note. Nice. That's great. And for those listening on the podcast, check out the live stream. Uh, almost an hour in, and you get the tour of Center Ice Brewery. Beautiful. And, uh, Jack, you know, we are running out of time here, and we do really thank you for yours. I mean, yeah. any last things you want to drop in here, whether it's blues-related, centerized brewing-related, or, you know, if we want to talk about uh, Japanese rap, maybe. I don't know if that's something you've gotten into yet. <laughs> I don't think I'm going to get into anything in Japan, but uh, <laughs> <laughs> you're reaching, buddy. Um, <laughs> uh, no, that's really it. Um I'm looking forward to this hockey season. I'm looking forward to any uh, new recipes I get to make. Uh, looking forward to you guys possibly having a trip down here once the world gets back to normal. Happening. Yeah. All right, boys. Thanks yeah. for having me on. Hey, really appreciate it, man. Been great having you. Yeah. yeah. Hey, hey, the keys to the castle are yours. Anytime you want to jump back on the podcast, uh, Jack, you're more than welcome to. Maybe if we get that Blues Wild back-to-back -back like we were supposed to have yesterday and tomorrow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> someday we will um no, again, you're gonna you're gonna schedule it with me and it's gonna get canceled again yeah. <laughs> we'll have you jump in last minute no scheduling there you go <laughs> uh thanks again jack uh represent center ice brewery in uh i was gonna say minnesota in st louis <laughs> ladies and gentlemen um on the other side we have some nhl talk a little bit of wild news as we wrap up this show with Joey Ryden Shotgun. You're listening to episode 127 of the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. Uh, you know what? I, I'm just I, so I, heated because of what, what you're telling me because I, I do not want to live in a world <laughs> in a world where a craft dinner is the fucking substitute to a good macaroni. You're putting powder. No, no, no. Mac macaroni, as you call it. It's a substitute for KD. Oh, <laughs> oh my God! Go to go to Italy. If you crack ask, open some fucking no, 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 no. If you ask any Canadian, would they rather have macaroni or KD? 
they will tell you KD is the best. It is superior. It is a fucking national treasure. And it is the greatest dish in Canada. I'm Mason Dixon, a Habs fan stuck in Leafs country, with my co-host Corey, a southern beauty trapped deep in the bayous of Louisiana. With over 2,500 kilometers of separation, we still managed to come together to give you Habs Nightly, your hub for Habs content. While I don't know what a kilometer is, I do know Habs hockey. Don't let the 10-year age gap or distance fool you. We bleed Blue Blanc every week, and we're known to serve up hot takes along with our unique charm. Join us every Monday and Thursday for Hockey Talk, Ref Rage, and your daily dose of Southern ignorance. Only on the Hockey Podcast Network. Katie is the superior macaroni and cheese. Get the fuck out of here. You put Um, ketchup on your fucking macaroni, you nasty kid. Yes, I fucking do. This has been Habs Nightly. You guys have a great one. I want to say Elijah fuck off and get out of our stream I saw that banner change in that last segment uh second of all you're listening to the soda pod episode 127 presented by the hockey podcast network thanks everyone joining the live stream Facebook YouTube Twitter and Twitch and again those listening back on the podcast uh unbelievable extended hoppy hour here on the soda pod hey boys absolutely and I gotta show you this Isha because I did move on to the second Drecker beer and you'll like this can art way more Oh, amazing. Taste almost St. Louis blues colors. A little, little lighter blue. Almost. We can work with it. Yeah. Um, look, our friend Marcus Hunt from the last stream, Hoppy, he's already, he's already like, he's locked and loaded in the comments. Uh, I told him uh, we, we'd save uh, a few of them, but right off the bat comes in. Are there any worries about Rossi in your opinion? Then falls it up. Also, did you hear was confirmed Dumbo was offered to the Canucks for Demco? Boys, as we jump into some hockey talk here. What are your thoughts? Did not hear. Did not hear either. I, and I feel like in Vancouver, you would fucking hear if something like that happened. You usually hear about it if it doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, yeah. Um, and boys, worried about Rossi? I mean, we, we've kind of, we've, we've heard uh, about his condition right now. He's not playing hockey this season. I mean, obviously, about- obviously I'm, I'm worried because COVID, nobody really knows long-term effects. So yeah. I, I think that's the scary part. But I mean, he's a... Uh, a young kid who's an athlete. So hopefully his, his system is can fight this off better than most, but yeah, I mean, it's always scary when you're dealing with COVID just because the uncertainty is surrounded by it, but here's to hoping that he'll bounce back and it, it won't affect him too much, especially, I mean, he can take this year off. He's not losing anything. So he'll hop back next year and, and get back to playing speed and, and get some actual playing time. And because his case was, I want to say unique in that, like he, well, I do want to say unique compared to some of the other athletes who've contracted the virus. He probably monitored and I don't know, maybe even some of the data contributed, contributed to plans to, you know, push this forward and helping athletes and, and those with the uh, recovering from the virus. So who knows? 
Yeah, and it it's more so something that shows, like, again, we don't know this virus at all. I just hope that none of the other players that are in protocol right now for the Wild end up with anything you know similar or, God forbid, worse. I mean, not even the Wild, just league-wide and, and, anyone, league yeah. and nationwide. Like, this is yeah. – it's weird. Um, Shane wanted to chime in with the guest, but we didn't put his comment up. He said, uh, where does your boy SV rap fit in your rankings? Hoppy, where, do, where would that fit in your rankings? Canadian rap. Canadian <laughs> rap, yes. <laughs> oh, do we, do we call that Callwood rap? Yes. Yes, yes, please. I, I'm um, sure the Trailer Park Boys reference somewhere in there. There has to be. Uh, speaking of, well, Callwood, Vancouver Island, shout out uh, Nanaimo boy Dylan Coughlin, who played his first NHL, uh, his first three NHL games with the Vegas Golden Knights. He recorded uh, one assist, too. So shout out to that defensive prospect. Um, yeah, he, he's a legit prospect to, uh, for them. I was talking to Carlo and the boys at uh, Weekly Nightly, and they said that they're really excited uh, to see him when, uh, <laughs> when there's actually space for him to be a full time uh, player on this roster. Um, Hoppy, we talked about in the opening segment, we talked a little bit in that last segment as well. Uh, more games postponed, uh, not only for the Wild, but for now the Philadelphia Flyers. Um, it just keeps growing here in the National Hockey League. Yep, postponements for you, postponements for you. Everyone gets <laughs> postponements. And uh, we already hit on it. You know, that really was why we targeted bringing on uh, again. Thank you very much, Jack, for joining us tonight. Uh, we thought it was going to be sandwiched between two, you know, Blues Wild games. Uh, we will definitely have to aim to get him back on once those games. Well, sorry, if those games happen. But I got uh, I got yeah, add him to the list of keys I got to get made. Jesus Christ! Yeah, <laughs> you better like code though somehow. <laughs> Canadian tires on it. Shout out Canadian tire. <laughs> yeah, I think it's going to be uh, pretty interesting moving forward. This whole COVID situation with the NHL, because I know the New York State Legislative. Um, branch can is actually might be stepping in and and seeing what's going on with the whole sabers and devils thing um to see if the the nhl has lied and um i mean now the nhl is going back to see if um these players got tested or actually transferred um the covid between um different teams so if it was transferred between the devils and the sabers players they're they're actually going back and testing that now so it's going to be interesting moving forward to see how the nhl handles this because uh Honestly, they're in a world of hurt right now. They're going to be up against it. And yeah, we'll see moving forward because the cases clearly aren't getting better. They're only getting more and more. And, and if players are contracting them through through games and not just through teams. It's going to be, I think the season's done. Well, I mean, it's a possibility. And it's crazy to think that, like you said, in New York there, they're allowing fans back in seats and the NHL's canceled now more games than even the NBA. Yeah. It's, it's crazy. Yeah, I think they said 10% of the arena's capacity could enter the stadiums. So, I mean, B Buffalo doesn't have to worry. That's over capacity for them anyways. That 10%. <laughs> I was going to say, Ottawa doesn't matter. You set a cap or not. They're still not going to hit it. Oh, boy. Oh. Sorry, Canada. Not, it's, they're not even in Ottawa. They're in fucking Canada. So there you go. That still just sounds like you're saying Canada funny. Trust me, I thought the same thing growing up. <laughs> oh, shit. All right, let's transition then. Um a lot of what we're going to talk about here is Columbus Blue Jackets related. Isha, you want to tee up the uh, biggest news that Wild fans will care about? Well, yeah, and uh, we all know how Hoppy feels about this. So that.
I'm choking here, boys. <laughs> well, uh, because the graphic <laughs> the live Jesus. stream, can you take it away for us? <laughs> uh, wow. Yeah, Hoppy, how do you feel just... about up? Uh, Miko Kovi retiring <laughs> after seven I... games of the Columbus Blue Jackets. Well, I was clearly photoshopped in there. Um but Wait, you weren't you weren't on the ice? No, not that time. Um no, I uh I don't know. Isha likes to make things a bigger deal than they are. Oh. I don't have any problem with the idea of Miko Koivu's jersey being retired. I just think the people that are screaming online and think that it's an absolute guarantee and there's no way that you can't put his number in the rafters makes zero sense to me. Like it's very 50-50 for me. If they do, cool. If they don't, I'm not going to get bent out of shape. He's absolutely going to be in the ring of honor. But uh, I don't know. Jersey retiring is a pretty big deal. That's not something you just throw out there. No. Bring, I, bring a cup to the wild and then we'll talk. That's not a fair ask. <laughs> no. And, you know, Hoppy, I, I agree. And I'm kind of in the same boat in that, like, either or doesn't. I, I don't really care. I, either way, I can see. I can agree with either end. Let's just say that. And if. If Koivu does get his jersey and his number retired in the rafters, I think that it's well-deserved in that franchise because the Wild have really had nobody else that they could that they've had fans attached to for so long and who's, I don't know, played there for that long and has had so much success there individually for that long. Um, I, I look at the comparison with you know Trevor Linden with the Vancouver Canucks. Trevor Linden means so much to that franchise, and uh, he also, like, played elsewhere for longer than just seven games um and his and and his numbers up there in the rafters too and at the time i was like is he up there with the likes of a nasland and uh and a pavel Bure? no like his stats weren't and he's not the same type of players but i almost think he means more to the to the vancouver canucks than nas marcus nasland and pavel Bure. so it, with that logic and with uh, me kind of drawing from that example and i look at the wild I could see, you know, Miko Koivu kind of being the the Trevor Linden of the Minnesota Wild. And sure, there's definitely a case to be made to have his number up there. But like Hoppy said, too, he, he's a lock for the Ring of Honor. And it's not really, it's it's not the Hockey Hall of Fame we're talking about here. This is the Minnesota Wild franchise honoring him. I got several thoughts, but Joey, you can go first if you have anything. Beer came out my nose, by the way, boys. It's all over the floor in the power bar. I'm, I'm, I can't believe we haven't like shorted out the building right now. <laughs> no, I mean, as far as Wild goes, I think I think he deserves to have his number retired. I mean, he's he's earned it. Um, but that goes back to Isha's point, where it's it's a lot like the Trevor Linden, where it's he's been there for over a thousand games. He played his, almost his whole career there, besides seven games during a COVID shortened season. Um, yeah, I, I think he, he deserves it, but will he do it or will they do it for him? Who knows? I mean, I, I'm on the fence where I'd be extremely happy if they did, but if they didn't, I completely understand. Well, a couple comments then just on, again, if they retire his number, you are setting the standard then that that's, you know, what you're looking for to get someone's name up in the rafters. And again, he, he's a guy that I think is very fringe could go either way. And as soon as you do that, that is the standard for the team. Um, Unfortunately, though, let's be real. How many players are going to want to play over a thousand games for the Wild? 
I mean, I'm a, I'm a wild fan, but realistically in today's age, how many players are going to stick there for their whole career when these massive contracts can come elsewhere? And Minnesota is not the, the greatest atmosphere I'm talking climate wise to move to. It's much like Winnipeg where it, it doesn't have the draw like Vegas or, or Tampa does. I'll, well, I'll and- counter that quick though, with uh, the video that we saw of Eric Stahl. And I know it's going to Buffalo, which isn't an upgrade, but like he was very set on staying in Minnesota. Like it's not, like yeah, it's not a beach. Guess what? When you retire, well, you've got career, right? But there's a lot of guys that come to Minnesota and are very happy. Like there's very good aspects of Minnesota, great place to live. If you've got kids and you want them growing up playing hockey, look no further. But I get your point. There's some guys that aren't about that. Um, but it it's a wait and see kind of thing. But you're right. That's a fair point. Well, Hobby, I don't think it sets any type of bar. I think it's, you know, by, by each player's career, because sure. COVID or COVID Koivu didn't rack up the points. Like many superstars we see get their numbers retired, but he meant probably more than some of those said superstars to this wild franchise than, than some of them do to their own. Miko COVID. Um, No, I mean, again, fair points that you guys make. Uh, The one thing that, rings true for me is that putting that jersey number up in the rafters again i have no problem with it that is a constant reminder to me of the lack of offensive depth that the wild have ever had miko koivu an incredible second line center heck if you put him on a a true contender he is the perfect third line center to do what you need there he's not he's not a first line center in our sim league he's still rated 83 crazy the sim league has the guy rated correctly <laughs> i can't imagine that oh by the way our, our fan in quebec says uh we all good we all good um now isha the one thing i have to say though and this people can get mad whatever has he ever had a Thank better you, jersey than the third jersey with columbus he's never worn a better oh, one in minnesota that's for sure love that jersey and it's a lot of people were ripping on you for that God, I, they, I love that cannon blue jersey. Amazing. Cream, cream color and dark blue base. Oh, amazing. You know what? I'm just gonna have to buy a Koivu version of that just to tell everyone oh, to go fuck off. Please. And then and then hang it, you know, in, in place of the Rossi jersey for a live stream and just don't even say a word until you know Brett Marshall goes, <laughs> What the fuck? Brett would not be happy with me. I, I like Brett. I don't I, this isn't targeted at him at all. There's just a lot of people online who, well, are very strongly opinionated on this matter. I guess moving on from the jersey or the number retirement in the wild, why do you think he chose to retire? I mean, after seven games, do you think it was COVID related? Do you think it was a coaching issue? Do you think he was just done? Uh, the latter of all of those. Uh, Aaron Portsline, who's the athletic reporter for Columbus, basically said like he was showing up and getting ready for practices, game days, and he just like was not in it. Hmm. Like, I don't know if that has a tie to COVID, if that's playing for a new team, whatever. But like, he just wasn't about it. Didn't want to keep dragging himself through this year when like, look around the league, like there's a lot going on. So well, look at that team too. Hang with it up. Every, everything going on too. You know, there's yeah. With the Dubois and line a trade. Um, I mean, we were going to get to this. We're going to get to this down the list too. Cause it's more of a Columbus podcast and it is a Minnesota podcast right now, but you know, there's, there's rumors that Torts wants out, you know, line a was benched in the third, the other day, third period, the other day for mouthing off to an assistant coach. Like it just seems like, you know, something, something's not right there. You know, the, the chemistry that what that was there the last two years, which brought this team success up and down, you know, on the ice and within management just doesn't seem to be clicking. 
I never heard about the torts rumor, but that's like just straight irony when he's the guy that like was upset about guys considering leaving Columbus and not being committed to the team. So again, I don't know if that's true, but I will say on the line, a front, like it's already pretty much been squashed line. A came out and said, like, I was an asshole. I'm sorry. We're totally good moving forward. And he's going to be in the lineup tomorrow. Or if you're on the podcast right now tonight. Oh, and I'm, and I'm sure he's a professional. Um, it's just, it's, it was just funny to see that <laughs> Pierre Luc Dubois, being benched in the for a whole period, and then the the guy he's traded for comes in. You know, e- an equal superstar also getting benched for a period. That's not who he was traded for. Did you see that Roslovic goal? Holy ah, shit, dude! You had me sweating. Woo! I was like, I was like, am I literally dreaming? Like, what's going no. on here? Dude, that Roslovic goal was incredible, and like, what a story for this team to have him as you know the supposed throw-in. This is a local yeah. Columbus guy who is coming out and. He's every bit the first line center. I mean, maybe not the same two-way game that Dubois had, but he's stepping in and doing just fine. Yeah, it, it's crazy. I didn't when the whole trade went down. I didn't realize he was from, from Columbus. I mean, yeah, that, that's so cool. That I mean, just going to spark his his game even more. Going home, playing for the hometown team, and it, it's showing. It's showing that he he really can play. He just didn't fit in Winnipeg's system. I mean, it's unfortunate, but sometimes it happens in pro sports. But I mean, it would be awesome to see him him thrive here. Um, you never want to see a, a young, good, talented hockey player not be able to perform just because they're not in a good situation. So, yeah, I think this worked out for everybody. And I think, I mean, from what he's proven this season, he's going to be a, a, a good NHL player. Yeah, man, how cool is that, too? Like, the hometown boy coming home to Columbus, Ohio. You know, they don't get a lot of hometown guys who are pumped to be traded there and then just you know go off so that's just super cool to see for the franchise and the fans as well right that's what they need right because the the whole rap is that no one wants to live in columbus you got a guy that was born and raised there happy playing there and now thriving given the opportunity you know that that's your poster child for trying to bring in other guys but uh you know as we transition off columbus again need to be beyond clear i'm playing some devil's advocate here i have zero issue with koivu's jersey being retired (laughs) I'm just saying that if it doesn't happen, I'm not going to be up in arms like I know 90% of Minnesota Wild Twitter will be. That's you all. You heard it here first on the Soda Pod. Scott does not want Miko Koivu's jersey retired for the Wild. Yeah, I can't believe that guy. I, I made, that guy. Guys, I made the mistake. You know, like Pigeon here has something teed up. I made the mistake of like taking a swig right before that video started. And I literally like, oh, my nose is burning. It came out everywhere. Anyways, last I'm a thing. Pigeon's best work. Honestly, that was 100% uh, Pigeon's best word. Brian Nelson, to be fair, no one wants to live anywhere in Ohio. <laughs> oh, thank you, Beanut. That was great. <laughs> oh, man. Uh, our boy Frank would uh, beg to differ. Uh, Jackets to Brief, you- the Hockey Podcast Network. Check it out. Uh, last thing I want to get into personally, and then uh, if you guys have any other things you want to bring up. Um, I hate the Leafs, but I have to say, and for the most part, I rip on the American national team because I'm Canadian. But Austin Matthews is a fucking stud and he is on fire right now, ripping up the NHL as I'd say one of the better goal scorers, you know, outside of Alex Ovechkin. He's unbelievable and he's scoring from everywhere. You know, Ovi, you know, he has the textbook shot, right? Back in the day, he was a good, you know, north south player and could do a lot of the things himself. Matthews right now is scoring from everywhere. It doesn't matter where this guy is on the ice. 
he'll find the back of the net. And it's uh, he's making the Canucks pay for it. I'll tell you that much. But it's 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 truly unbelievable. Um, there's another guy in the NHL who's ripping up in goal scoring too. But you two, you're the American. Just a quick word on Matthews. I mean, he doesn't he doesn't hold a flame to Eichel's shot. <laughs> yes. <laughs> No, uh, his shot is incredible. That's what he's been known to do his whole career. So for him to transfer it to the NHL immediately and shit, he's already got 11 goals this season. Um, He's firing on a a young Leafs team. Um, It pains me to say it being just as much of a Leaf hater as Isha is, but yeah, Uh uh, he can score from anywhere. So it's super tough to defend him when you got a shot like that. I mean, it's like Ovi on the power play, but Ovi on the power play, you know where he's shooting from. Matthews can shoot from absolutely anywhere, and you never know if it's going in or not. Yeah, I, I genuinely think that he is the best pure shooter in the game today. Um, but, God, it's so depressing, especially, Isha, for you and I, where we, uh, well, sometimes to a fault, we will say Lemieux over Gretzky, and then you hear you know, about the streaks that are going on today, and then you hear, yeah, Gretzky's had a 16-game point streak with 50 fucking points. Like you just stop and think about that. Like no one's even close. It's so dumb. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's insane. It's absolutely insane. Um, but speaking of goal store, goal scoring, here's a, a crazy stat uh, coming from David Pasternak. And I'm <laughs> almost as equally a Boston Bruins hater because of, you know, being a Canucks fan and all, but get this boys. And this came out uh, last week. So February 4th, but David Pasternak, is climbing this list in a hurry. In just 393 games into his career, Pasternak is tied for the six most hat tricks among active NHL players between 418 and eight, 857 games fewer than any other active player. Um, above him, Tavares, Crosby, Malkin, Stahl, Eric Stahl, and Alex Ovechkin. And again, he's done it in 393 games where you know Ovechkin is at 15 uh is 1158 games and right above him john Tavares with 824 so this is an unbelievable stat dang and joey here's my uh open forum to publicly apologize to you um it's not unknown to those in our fantasy hockey league that we've had going for the last decade that there's a couple of guys that i take under my wing i support them and one of which is uh a good high school buddy of mine uh palmer um I didn't realize he was playing against you last week, Joey, but I may have noticed that Pasternak was still on his IR and he already had that two goal game. And I, I kind of like hit him up. I'm like, Hey, you know, he's not on IR anymore. Right. And he's like, yeah, it's okay. I'm actually gonna give him a couple of games. You'll feel comfortable first. I'm like, buddy, he's already played two games and he got two goals the last game. He's like, okay, fine. I'll put him in, put up a hat trick that night. I'm sorry, Joey led to him burying you. My fault. Yeah, you know what? It's it's okay because my team is basically the COVID team. So <laughs> everyone's team is the COVID team. <laughs> I struggle to put a lineup together every night. I think three of my five goalies are on the COVID IR list, and I've got all the Sabres players. So yeah, it, it, it's hurting for me right now. You got to stick to those Canadian ones because we're doing okay up here for now. Knock on wood. <laughs> yeah. Okay. You got? Do you guys got anything else before we wrap things up? I'm good. You good? All I right. think we've hit on a lot. Yeah, what an episode. What an episode. Um yeah. Episode 120 or uh, 127 
will go down in the books, ladies and gentlemen. For those on the live stream, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, and Twitch, and those listening back to the podcast, we really appreciate it. Um, for those tuning in on Google, Spotify, and Apple Podcasts, we are on all podcast apps if you don't subscribe to those. Folks, the best thing you can do for us this week is to give us five stars on iTunes and Apple Podcasts. Uh, you know, leave a nice review as well as it just helps us rise in the chartable rankings. Go listen to our website too if you're a hockey fan, thehockeypodcastnetwork.com. We have a podcast based on every single National Hockey League team and more. We're filling out every niche in hockey here on the Hockey Podcast Network with new shows all the time. Uh, on your app, please download this episode of the Soda Pod or any episode of the Soda Pod before you listen as it helps our business. And don't forget to follow myself on social media at VI Sports Talk. You can follow Hoppy at State of Hoppy. Joey, where can they find you? You can find me on Twitter at Joey Netto. You can find uh, the network at HockeyPodNet on all social media, as well as the SodaPod at the SodaPod on Twitter and Facebook. Hoppy, we still have a contest going up, going on on Facebook. That we do. All you have to do is go to the SodaPod on Facebook, look at our pinned post, really easy to find, share it, like our page, and you are entered to win a custom wild jersey of your choice. It can be a Subway jersey. It can be... The Christmas one, if you're one of the weirdos that likes that one, any jersey of your choice, we'll put a name on it, make it whatever size. But again, we will be drawing that live or announcing it live, I guess, on the February 28th recording. That's a Sunday. Again, get out there, share, like, easy. Amazing. And a huge uh, thanks to Jack again from Center Ice Brewing. That was uh that was an extended hoppy hour to say the least. No, we thought we were only going to get 30 minutes of his time. We got almost an hour, so unbelievable stuff. Um, excited for the next episode. Excited to see you next Wednesday. Joey signing off. I'm Isha Dromi alongside the state of hoppy. This has been the Soda Pod presented by the Hockey Podcast Network. We all good, guys? We're good. We're good. Don't fear, just drink some beer and stay wild.